another career year and another player who didn't quite bring it when the postseason hit. We take a look at Matt Zuccarello's 2021-2022 season and how he fits into the Wilds' future today on Locked on Wilds. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free. And available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we dive into Matt Zuccarello's 2021-2022 season, what we saw from the Lizard King, as well as uh, how his postseason performance impacts the overall body of work this year. Plus, we'll take a look at how Zuccarello fits into the future plans for the Wild. And sounds like the Ottawa Senators are ready to move the seventh overall pick in the draft, and they're looking for defensemen. So we'll talk about that today as well. My name is Seth Topal, host of Lockdown Wilds, veteran Minnesota sports content producer with well over a decade's worth of experience covering your favorite Minnesota sports teams and now here covering the Minnesota Wild, navigating you through the offseason. We have moved through the D in the Dennis system, and we're on to the E which is to uh, evaluate player performance. And uh, we continue with the top line for the Wild. We're talking now about Mr. Matt Zuccarello. And it's it's a refrain that we are going to use a lot this uh, during this evaluation portion is a career year, but uh, not bringing that same level of play into the postseason. And... So you look just at the the baseline stats for Zuccarello here this season. Uh, ended up with 79 points, had uh, 24 goals, 55 assists. So he also broke the Wilds' single-season assists mark um, and then uh, ended up losing that record-breaking number to Kirill Kaprizov. Uh, was just a couple off of his uh, career high in goals, which was set back in 2015-2016. So 24 goals, 55 assists, 79 total points, which shatters his previous career high by 18 in 11 fewer games. So Zuccarello was trending, I think, towards being another 80-point player for this wild team because if you look at some of the trends as well, he was uh, really playing his best hockey as the season rolled along had just that really torrid month of January with 16 points, then uh, continued that into February, continued that into March and um, moving through the month of April as well, you know, 10 plus points in all of those months. And, um, you know, it was really on pace to have just another absolutely sensational season um, amongst all the other wild scorers until he was hurt near the end of the year and uh, ended up being able to get back into the uh, the postseason roster rotation, but just didn't quite look the same 
as uh, he did uh, during the regular season. So obviously still dealing with some of the effects of the injury that he suffered at the end of the year. But nonetheless, career high in points for Zuccarello in uh, a 70-game season. Now you look at some of the underlying stats. We like to use Corsi 4 percentage, which takes into account um, essentially the percentage of time that you yourself control the puck on the ice compared to your opponent. And Zuccarello at uh, 59.4% in all situations on the ice. Uh, So basically 60% um, Corsi 4 percentage, which is really good. Um, even strength was down to 53.7. Five on five, it was 52.7. Five on five close, 52.2. Five on five tied, 53.6. On the power play, 88.1. So uh, very good numbers just overall. And it's it's no surprise considering who his main line mate is, Kirill Kaprizov. And you look at the things that Zuccarello brings to the table and not only is he just an, a very, very gifted passer and a gifted playmaker, but he is the other side of the coin that is Kirill Kaprizov. And those two, since they became line mates, have just had a chemistry that is really hard to top. And it really took off this season. Now, in the last couple of seasons for Zuccarello, just was a player who... Two years ago, uh, did, didn't did do a whole lot with the Wild. You know, 15 goals, 22 assists. That was the season before Kirill Kaprizov got here. But then last year, played in 42 games and really started to kind of put things together. And then this year, of course, 70 games, just all clicked. All the numbers with Kaprizov. And so, you know, you you have a guy who I think is comfortable playing with a uh, a player of Kaprizov's caliber, and who wouldn't be? I mean, get a chance to play with one of the best players in the NHL. Who wouldn't want to do that on a nightly basis? But being able to complement that style of play as well, and Kaprizov, like with Ryan Hartman, elevating, um, elevating Zuccarello's play, but, uh, again, it's not like Zuccarello didn't do anything as a member of that top line. And I found, I found it interesting, too, in you look at that he had 24 goals on the season. Actually, a down year in terms of shots for him compared to some of his peak years with the Rangers. Um, had 159 shots on the season. And so he was, was taking slightly less shots this year than he has in previous seasons, but was scoring at a higher rate, which I think just shows that, you know, Kaprizov opening up so many opportunities for these guys and they're they're still cashing in at a, a good rate. So it's just it's a great compliment. It's a great compliment that those guys had. But at the end of the day, and I don't know if um I don't know if it was attributed to that late season injury and not being at 100% coming back, but Zuccarello, like a bunch of other guys on this team, just didn't quite bring that same level of play to the series against the St. Louis Blues, which is why the Wild lost in six, and in uh, a few of those games were widely uncompetitive. Um, So 
a great season for Zuccarello. I'd probably put him somewhere. You know, we we did the uh, the voting for Ryan Hartman, and I think ninety nine percent of the votes were either an A or a B. So somewhere in that, you know, for Hartman, probably A minus B plus range, and I think you could put Zuccarello in probably the same category. He might be a little closer to the A minus to A than Hartman was, and uh, we'll of course do the voting on Twitter for that to give you an opportunity to share your thoughts on how uh, Hartman's season or uh, Zuccarello's season went, but just a, a solid member of this top line, and they had a phenomenal regular season. Just couldn't get it done as much as they had during the regular season in the postseason outside of, uh, of Kirill Kaprizov. So Guerrero did have a goal. He had a few assists as well. But, you know, you have, to, you have to get to the postseason and you have to elevate your play or you end up going home. And so uh, a very solid season for Zuccarello. Now, the interesting part here is how he fits – into the future plans. So we'll uh, we'll take a look at where the Wilds, uh, where Zuccarello fits in to this uh, this Wild team going forward as we continue our player eval for Matt Zuccarello today here on Locked on Wild. We have been asking and Built Bar has finally delivered because Built's Granola Bars are here. Built Granola Bars come in three unbelievable flavors, chocolate peanut butter, chocolate coconut, and white chocolate berry. If you want to try all three, you can go with a mix box at Built.com right now. Each contain 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, and just 4 grams of sugar. Built granola bars will change your world. Built has cracked the code to better granola, and these granola bars are the perfect healthy snack for you to pack in your lunch, take on the road, or just eat as a snack. Plus, they're built with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. So if you want to try the Built Granola Bars for yourself, head to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Uh, for your second lesson, make sure you head over to the Locked On NHL podcast, where we will continue to take a look at the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs, St. Louis surviving to play another game. And so you can hear all about that, plus a look ahead to uh, everything to come here the rest of the week. The Locked On NHL podcast is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. So this season, this off season heading into 2022-2023, is going to be the one where we feel the Parisi Suter cap hits the most. They uh, jump up to $12.7 million total in dead cap money. Next year and the year after, it'll be $14.7, so a $2 million bump. But this is going to be the one where we feel it the most. And uh, you look at Zuccarello and his, uh, his contract, he is pegged in for 2022-2023, at $6 million a year per with a modified no-trade clause. So I think it's safe to say, with where Zuccarello is at in his career as uh, a 34-year-old, that if he signs another deal after this one, it's, it's not going to be for... Uh, it's not going to be for you know that same level of annual average value of $6 million per. 
if he signs, if he resigns with the Wilds, numbers going to have to come down a little bit. Although this lines up perfectly with um, two of those dead cap hit years in 2025. It's when the uh, the salary cap finally um, sheds most of the dead cap to just 1.6 million total in dead cap for uh, 2025 and 2026. Then it's gone. Then it's over. And we can finally stop talking about it. So for Zuccarello, the key thing is that um, modified no trade clause. So obviously has a list of teams that are, are not on his list of places to go. But the big question, I think, for Bill Guerin is do you want to risk... And this is assuming Matt Zuccarello is even discussed as a trade ship. He very well may not be. And I wouldn't be necessarily upset if that's the case. But even if Zuccarello was on the table, and I think Bill Guerin would be foolish to not at least listen for pretty much the entirety of this roster just to see what's out there in terms of trade ships. Is this going to be one that really upsets or would this be one that would really upset Kirill and do you want to really go down that road heading into a couple of seasons in which you are going to have to really get creative to put a competitive roster out there with 12 plus million dollars of dead cap you just you can't use you can't access it so are you really going to um are you really going to potentially annoy Kirill by jettisoning Matt Zuccarello to uh, to save that $6 million per uh, to try to do some other things? I, I like Zuccarello. I like you know that he has such a chemistry with Kirill. He's a great player. He you know when he was on that top power play unit for the Minnesota Wild before the. Uh, before the postseason, um, that unit did some good things because I think he has the ice vision to be able to make plays and to see teammates that are open for shot opportunities. So I think having that on your roster is important. And if you look after these two years, Maybe your grand plan, your grand scheme is to have Matt Boldy and Marco Rossi be the top-line guys. This gives you a couple of seasons to see, you know, to figure that out. Because I think you can certainly make a case to just keep Zuccarello and Kaprizov together. I think that's the preferred route. And so I think if you look at moves that Bill Guerin should make or or will make. I don't think trading Zuccarello is is one that should be on the table, um, at least at this point. Now, with Zuccarello, the biggest key to him is staying healthy. He has missed games at points over the course of his career. Uh, stayed pretty healthy with the um, the New York Rangers. But it seemed like this season, with the exception of uh, a couple of instances... It seemed like this year he had really started to, you know, put a full healthy season together. And so is it something that's going to flare up next year and beyond or is he trending more 
in the right direction towards staying on the ice for a longer amount of time. Remains to be seen, but you, the hope is, is that he can build off of this season and next year have a, uh, a similar year in production. Now, it maybe doesn't lead to 80 points, but he's been a guy throughout the course of his career that has been between 50 and 60 when healthy and when he is playing in full season. So maybe with Kirill as his line mate, maybe he can elevate that to somewhere between 60 and 70. And that would be, I think, I think that would be a number that wild fans would be, would be happy with a a 20 to 25 goal score and a guy that gets you somewhere between 60 and 70 points. I think that's uh, I think that's solid contribution from a guy in the top six in this lineup. And then in a couple of years, he'll be 36. And whether or not you sign him at that point or you just opt to go younger, that's Bill Guerin's call. But I think Zuccarello factors into the long-term plans for this team because of some of the elements with the contract and just some of the elements with his production as well. So I think we can expect that Zuccarello will be part of that top line next year and uh, probably the year after that as well. But a lot can change when players elevate their game. And if Matt Boldy and uh, Marco Rossi end up playing at just insane levels and they try Kirill with those two and it works just sensationally well, then that's what they're going to go with going forward. So it's going to be interesting to see. We'll uh, we'll probably later on in the uh, offseason – after some moves have been made, um, we'll we'll take a look at what the line combinations should be. But for now, we uh, we have what we have, and uh, that is uh, that is kind of where we'll leave it. Now, yesterday, you may have seen that the uh, Ottawa Senators have uh, apparently opened the seventh overall pick for business, and uh, it was very interesting the wording that they used uh, in order to uh, discuss that. And so we will uh, take a look at uh, what the Senators are looking for in exchange for their top pick in the NHL draft. That is coming up after this. Our partners at betonline.net continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, the Stanley Cup playoffs, plus fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs to esports and more. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. You can find all that and more at BetOnline, where the game starts. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. We move now to some news from yesterday in regards to the uh, Ottawa Senators and uh, what they are looking for in return for the seventh overall pick in the 2022 NHL draft. And uh, this from GM of the Senators, Pierre uh, Dorian, the Senators are willing to trade the number seven pick in the NHL draft. Ottawa is looking for a top four defenseman. 
in return. Interesting wording to that, isn't it? And obviously, we've we've talked at length throughout the uh, the off season as to what the options are for the Wild uh, going forward, and in what Bill Guerin has said here uh, to the media, it seems as though his mind is made up, but. With Bill Guerin, as we have seen, Guerin is a guy that is going to do what he thinks is best for this franchise. And a lot of me especially, a lot of people have tried to you know, plug in the portions of that formula and get the solution when Guerin is the only one that uh, that is able to do that. And so... It may seem as though the offseason is going to go in a particular route, but you hear something like this, and you look at just the numbers. You look down in Iowa, you got Kalen Addison, who, as has been said, is going to have to probably kick down the door to make the wild roster next season. And then you see this, and it almost seems as though it is being said directly at the Minnesota Wilds because you look at that top four, Jacob Middleton, Jared Spurgeon, Matt Dumba, Jonas Brodeen. That is a pretty substantial top four. And, you know, this, this is going to other NHL franchises out there who also have log jams on their decor and maybe are looking to try to shake things up a little bit with the uh, the end of the season performance. And we talked about, you know, if you subtract some of the goals that were scored by this team, the defense and the goaltending are going to need to be better for this team to have similar success next season. And so who's to say that Garen doesn't have a method to solve all of this that we haven't considered yet. Now, my preference has been to keep Kevin Fiala. We've been we've been team keep Fiala since into the season, since before the season started, since these rumors um, started to materialize and get louder and louder and louder as the season finished and as things uh, drew to a close. If we do end up moving him, the return I would like would be a center and a high pick. If we don't end up moving him, you know, and again, I like, I just... It just seems odd to me for a team to word things so specifically considering one of the teams that they've been so heavily linked to via trade. It just it seems oddly specific to say that we are looking for a particular piece that has been rumored uh, to be on the trade block since before the... Seattle Kraken expansion. Since before that, pretty much every offseason, it just seems weird to be 
on an opposing franchise and say, we want we want this particular player. Now, it happens. And again, this is worded towards every team in the NHL. But I don't know. It just, I, I feel like as we move into the offseason, I feel like the way that Bill Guerin has this set up is that he has he has the solution already made up. But I don't know if it's the one that everybody is assuming it's going to be. And you've got Russo, uh, who has said, based off of everything he's heard from Garen and talked to Garen about, that Fiala is 100% getting traded. I don't know. I'm just I'm trying to leave the benefit of the doubt because... I, like many listeners, like many Minnesota Wild fans, would like to see this team keep Kevin Fiala. But we also have to make sure we're doing our due diligence to lay the options out there if that's the route that Bill Guerin goes. And so, is it likely that that it'll be Fiala? Yes. But is there a chance that Bill Guerin has something that we didn't anticipate in the works to solve this entire equation. We got to leave that possibility open as well. And, uh, you know, I, I'm hoping that this gets resolved before too long because as hosts, it just leaves open the possibility to just dissect this over and over and over. And I think this is already the, I think this is already the third time we've talked about it here on Locked on Wild since the season ended. And you just, you get to where you're thinking about it too much and you're trying to kind of think scenarios into existence. So ultimately, Bill Guerin will make the decision that he thinks is best for this team. The Senators are certainly in play. Just feels interesting for them to uh, to word their desired return in such a very specific way that seems to be pointing directly at the Wild. So we'll uh, we'll continue to keep an eye on it, and uh, we'll continue to navigate through this offseason with uh, plenty of evals, plenty of uh, offseason questions, plenty of future planning all to come here on Lockdown Wild. So make sure that you're following us every single step of the way. And uh, we will continue to keep you up to date on your favorite Minnesota Wild hockey team here all off-season long. Lockdown Wild is free and available wherever you listen to your podcast, so make sure to check us out. Make sure to follow us on social media as well so that you don't miss out on anything Minnesota Wild-related. And we are keeping you up to date with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.